part of the Backlog Podcast Network. I am your host, Steven Saria, and unfortunately, I have some bad news. While I was editing this podcast episode, we had everything finished, recorded. While I was exporting the files, um, the software that we used to edit our podcast crashed, and unfortunately, I lost the Ford versus Ferrari and Frozen 2 segments of this episode. I'm not sure what happened. I tried everything I could to recover those... Um, those two segments, but unfortunately nothing worked. I am going to try to squeeze in some quick Ford versus Ferrari and Frozen 2 reviews for next week's episode, depending on how that goes, because next week's episode is pretty packed already, but we'll see. So if you were looking forward to those two segments, uh, I would like to apologize, but we still have the Knives Out portion, so here it is. I'm Detective Lieutenant Elliot. This is Trooper Wagner. We just want to ask a few questions. Well, we understand the night of his demise, the family have gathered to celebrate your father's 85th birthday. How was it? Hold on. The party? Pre my dad's death? Oh, it was great. Ladies and gentlemen, I would like to request that you all stay until the investigation is completed. What? Can we ask why? Has something changed? No. No, it hasn't changed, or no, we can't ask. I'm gonna live till I die. You think one of his family walls walls. killed? Is that what you're suggesting? You all love twisting the knife into one another. Up your ass. Oh, very nice. Matter of fact, oh eat shit. How's that? Very eat nice. shit. Yeah. Eat shit. Yeah. Eat shit. Smug smile. Definitely eat shit. All right, guys. So, um, I think there's one film that we all definitely really wanted to talk about, and today we're actually joined by the other backlog co-founder, Nick Sarmiento. He's coming back after a. Uh, after a little absence to hop on this podcast with us because uh i guess he really liked uh knives out what's up nick what's up guys no yeah no it's been a while for sure it's definitely been a while but it's been uh this is episode 21 it's been like 11 episodes though yeah i mean i specifically texted you for this episode so <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> i was like are you, gonna, Yo. uh, are you gonna be happy on the star wars one too um I, I mean, I told me you wanted to. I want to. I see Star Wars the 19th, but then I go out of town the 20th at like, I'm yeah, leaving. Yeah, I'm like, the 20th too. yeah, so I need to be driving somewhere. So, I mean, like, if you want to record somewhere and just record a phone call for in me, I'll do it. Yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> it's going to be but, like a radio uh, show. We're going to phone you in. That's fine. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, uh, I, we, we could work all that shit out. Um, so, Knives Out, Um, for those of you guys who who are listening who have never heard of this movie or don't know what it's about 
I'm gonna give a little summary of the of you know the plot, some information before we uh, dive into it. So, Knives Out. When renowned crime novelist Harlan Thrombey is found dead at his, at his estate just after his 85th birthday, the inquisitive and debonair detective Benoit Blanc is mysteriously enlisted to investigate. From Harlan's dysfunctional family to his devoted staff, Blanc shifts or sifts through a web of red herrings and self-serving lies to uncover the truth behind Harlan's untimely death. Uh, this film is directed by Ryan Johnson. Uh, if you don't know who Ryan Johnson is, he directed a uh, Brick Looper, and the best and, Star Wars movie, and <laughs> most recently, yeah, The Last Jedi. Um, love it or hate it, it's definitely something. I know it's Nick. Like, I, I know you it's a very like... controversial movie. It's not bad. I don't know why people don't like it. I, mean, I like it. I I have a lot of problems with it, but I like it. I'd I have a lot like... of problems, but it's like I feel like Disney is the reason for the things I don't like in the movie. So. Yeah, I could agree with that. Um, Ryan Johnson also wrote this movie, and the cast is pretty stacked. This is probably, you know, this and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood are probably like the two biggest ensemble casts of the that year. That are a mean, superhero film. Yeah, I mean, you have Daniel Craig, uh, Lakeith Stanfield, you have Chris Evans, Anna Darmus, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, Michael Shannon, Don Johnson, Tony Collette, Catherine Langford. Uh, Christopher Plummer, um, yeah, those are all those are all big names, A-listers, um, definitely a lot of household names, especially, you know, Chris Evans, who I think is well, is definitely now more popular than he ever was before. You know, with obviously the whole MCU and Captain America and whatnot. Um, I think Chris Evans was the uh, the second like highest build cast member on this movie um behind daniel craig really that actually that wouldn't surprise me yeah i mean daniel craig i mean you know he's a big name he's james bond but chris evans stock has just risen ever since he's played captain america so it's actually pretty interesting to see that especially because i mean if you've seen the movie like he's in the movie a fair amount but there's other actors in this film that have a longer um screen time than him i actually thought he was going to be in this movie for longer than he actually was I i feel like he doesn't even get introduced to like what like no, no, no. He definitely gets introduced halfway through the first the movie, though. I mean, no, 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 no. He gets introduced like the first, what, like 15, 20 minutes, but yeah, you don't but really his see him. Yeah, his character doesn't come. Yeah, in I mean, until... like, yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, but I definitely thought he was gonna be not like the main character because I, I knew Daniel Craig was obviously the main character, but um, I thought he was gonna be much. Okay, I don't want to say much more important because obviously his character is incredibly important. Um, but I thought he was going to be, you know, the other lead, which definitely he definitely was not. Um, and uh, let's not get into spoilers, you know, right away. Um, does anyone want to go first talking about Knives Out or do you guys want me to go? I mean, it's up to you. But what I would say really quick about um, Chris Evans is like this was like a super calculated move on like his part just because he went from playing Captain America to playing this character i mean like if you've seen the trailers like you know it's like, not captain america at all it's not yeah it's the com- it's literally honestly, the complete opposite of captain america it, well you could honestly you can literally say that he's like going back to his you know superhero roots when it comes to that style of acting because it's a his character is very similar to the human torch when that he played in fantastic four you know more of like yeah. a dickhead cocky guy yeah. you know what i mean yeah i could see that 
Um. Okay. So I guess I'll, I'll give my thoughts on Knives Out, and then Nick, you can go, and then John. Okay. Um, Knives Out. So I've been excited for this movie, um, pretty much since the first trailer came out. I'm a big fan of this style and genre of film. You know, the whodunits. Um, I love Clue. I love Agatha Christie. Um, and by Clue, I mean the movie and the board game. Um. So I was definitely head bought into this, you know, style of film since it was announced. I like Ryan Johnson. Um, I want to try to talk about as little as The Last Jedi as possible because I'm sure people who like Ryan Johnson are sick and tired of hearing about The Last Jedi. Um, I love Brick. I was talking to John about about the film after we saw this. Nick, have you seen Brick? I haven't. It's something I want to watch, but I haven't seen Brick. Um, for those of you who don't know what Brick is, uh, it's basically, uh, like a noir film set in a high school, um, starring Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Um, I think that's a brilliant film. Uh, Wait, brilliant he plays film. a teenager in that movie? Yeah. Pretty, he was wow. like, he was like youngish. Came out in 2005. Yeah. So oh, okay. This was like, well, 14 years ago. Um, I'm a big fan of Looper, also starring Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Um, The Last Jedi, for all its problems, I think... Ryan Johnson, like from a directorial standpoint, I thought there were parts of The Last Jedi which are legitimately amazing. Um, There's a lot of would, beautiful shots in that film too. My, yeah, wanna, the, wanna a add. lot of a lot of cool stylistic choices. Um, and I wouldn't put the faults of The Last Jedi on Ryan Johnson. I'd say that's more of like a Disney. It was more of like a Disney problem, like Nick said. But there was a lot of you know other factors you know that I mean end up you know resulting think, in the film. I think like Kathleen that. Kennedy is one of the biggest. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, that, the thing that is with, well. with the last Jedi, I guess he just he just did a lot of things that he didn't follow the status quo of what a Star Wars movie was supposed to be, and that I just that feel like pissed off a lot of people. That, like I, I like that he was different about that. Yeah, exactly. Like I, I enjoyed that he he went off like the path, and he said, "Nah, we're gonna change this up because yeah, it's the same story every time." <laughs> I totally respect that, like as a filmmaker, because people want the same cookie cutter star wars story like rehashed and i'm like that was like the number one complaint about episode seven and then episode eight kind of you know does its own thing a little bit and then people complain about that people so. want something different until they don't like it exactly yeah, that's true um so. so i'm a big fan of ryan johnson uh and the genre so i was always pretty much you know i was programmed to like this film beforehand but I didn't expect to like it as much as I did. Um, I think I legitimately think that this film is one of the best films of the year. As of right now, I have it in my top ten. Uh, spoiler alert: it's in my top five now. That can change. Um, you know, by the end of the year. Obviously, I still have not seen The Irishman, uh, which I am planning to watch very, very soon. Um, Uncut Gems is also coming out. I don't think Star Wars is going to make that top I know, 10. I'm just naming like big movies that are coming out that could potentially make a top 10 list. I mean, uh, Honey Spies, Boy, Spies if you can somehow disguise. watch Honey Boy. Spies in Disguise? <laughs> <laughs> you know Charlie's, what I'm talking about? Charlie's Angels. Charlie's Angels. What was the other one that we were talking about before that really don't... Wait, um, did you just say Spies in Disguise? Isn't that... Yes, yeah, the one with, I think, Will it... Smith? Is that like the animated movie yes. where there are birds or something <laughs> yes. like that? Yeah, 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 yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That wait, wait. That's actually the plot, right? I'm not less like. No, yeah. Okay. Tom Holland's in that one too. Jeez, I'm just making sure because. 
I think I saw like a poster for that, and I'm just like, yo, what? That's Is this real? On Christmas Day. <laughs> <laughs> gonna be a blockbuster. Um, hit it. <laughs> um but yeah as of right now this film is in my top five um man where do i start with this movie uh, i think this film is genius oh uh, i think the writing in this film is so clever um i think it's an i think it's a wonderful twist on the whole you know whodunit genre um which we'll talk about more in spoilers uh but i think that the way that they came and they tackled themes of this film um you know the much broader themes of uh you know like uh class um uh, you know the difference in in social classes um you know mm-hmm. the immigration uh policies and you know the immigration in, in the united states right now i think this film tackles those subjects in a lot of really subtle ways that i think a lot of people don't pick up on um and i think the movie makes a lot of really interesting choices uh with um it's you know from a creative standpoint that i certainly was not expecting and especially from a writing standpoint um there's a lot of subtle jokes and hints um well hints to future things that are brought up like in various parts of the script that are later brought up much much later you know in 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 the film's narrative um, which I think you're gonna need to watch. I think this is one of those movies where you need to watch more than once to pick up on everything. Just because there's so much information and so much, um, there's there's just so much going on in this movie that I really don't think you can sit there and watch it and take in everything that you know was intended for you to take in with just one with just one viewing. You got what I'm saying? Yeah, I 100% agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's um, a lot of detail in the background. Oh, absolutely. Um, I think Ana de Admas is a standout performance. Her um, and Daniel Craig. She was in uh, Blade Runner, right? Yeah, yeah, she's in Blade Runner 2049. She's been doing um, a lot of good stuff, man. She's in a couple other films. I can't quite remember off the top she of my was, head. Was she a model a before? I believe so. She's Cuban, though. Shout out. Hey, hey shout yeah, out to that. Shout rapping. out to that. Um... I think her and Daniel Craig were probably the two standout performances um, because Daniel Craig just hams it up to, he dials it up to 11 in this. Like you can just tell that the cast is just really enjoying their time working together. You know, Daniel Craig, um, Michael Shannon, uh, especially Chris Evans. I think Chris Evans kind of almost like really enjoyed playing (laughs) this character that you really wouldn't expect him to play after playing, you know, Goody Two Shoes, uh, Captain America, and the MCU. Chris Evans, for the first time in a film, was allowed to curse. Yes. Yeah. Right. <laughs> eat shit. You eat shit. <laughs> um. No. Uh. I saw that Ryan Johnson was talking about how, um, all the entire cast and crew, like he was like, he said that like this is like one of the first times he's ever seen in a movie where like every single person was just having fun the entire time, like on set. And I feel like you could actually like see it with their performances. Like everybody like brought out their A game, you know? Oh, I, I can absolutely like one hundred percent see that. Um I mean personally, like I said before, this is in my top this is right now in my top five favorite movies of the year. It's just so smart, it's uh, cleverly written. If you like, you know, films uh kinda like in the style of the board game of Clue, you know, like a whole like Agatha Christie type story. Um, 
I would definitely 100% recommend this film because there's one big twist towards the beginning that I really was not expecting. And it was a take on this genre that I had never seen before, which we'll talk about more in spoilers. Um, But right when you think you have all the answers in this film, like when you think you know the direction that this is going, it just throws you for a loop and then it goes somewhere where you really were not expecting to. I don't know if you guys can agree with that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Like 100%. Like watching watching this film, I was like, okay, like it's the typical like like murder mystery film. I know what's going to happen. And then as soon as things happen, I was like, oh, you see, this is exactly what was going to happen. Then things other things started happening and i was like oh god yeah so it was a twist on a twist and it was good like it was very well thought out yeah yeah this is the the kind of things that i that like these are the kind of movies that i want ryan johnson to you know start doing more of like I, i i like when like this is a good movie that he was able to like flex his writing muscles with you know and i want to see him do more of these man like it was so fun to to watch and to see the entire story like unravel, and like it's just really fun. And then, yeah, like, the movie was surprisingly really funny too. Like there were a lot of scenes where I legitimately laughed out loud. Like um, uh, towards the end of the car chase when um, Lakeith, Le- oh, Lakeith Stanfield's yeah. character, and finally catches up to them. <laughs> and he's basically like that was the worst car chase ever <laughs> um, well the, like, the the number one thing to me was uh daniel craig uh with a donut oh the whole donut <laughs> yeah the whole donut a scene towards the end of the movie well daniel craig in general was pretty hilarious in this movie like i just i think his accent first and foremost was a mix of genius i think it was like the perfect blend of like absurdity and realism because it was just stupid enough (laughs) just stupid enough you get me like it like it was just the perfect amount of stupid where it wasn't overtly distracting like it was in the beginning like when you're expecting you know when daniel craig's character first comes on screen and you're expecting you know smooth talking 007 yeah um, mi6 agent and then he comes out in a deep southern accent that just completely, I'm pretty sure like our, our theater started cracking up when he first started talking. Cause I mean, personally, oh. I had only seen that first uh, trailer and I didn't watch anything else. So I completely forgot that that's what he sounded like in the movie. Something I want to say too, real quick is um, I think this is a movie that needs to be watched like in the theaters and with an audience because to see like people's reactions for certain scenes and and moments in the movie like i feel like it really adds to it you know oh absolutely 100 percent um one more thing i was gonna say about this film is like this movie is is very aware that like it's a murder mystery movie if you if like that makes sense like what do you mean (laughs) like ryan john like okay obviously like ryan johnson wrote this film but like i feel like he wrote this film and had the intention of being like, okay, this is going to be a murder mystery movie. I'm going to make it be known that this is a murder mystery. Like, it was very on the nose with things. And it was kind of, I don't know, I feel like it was kind of making fun of murder mysteries in a way. And then oh, adding absolutely. a twist. Like, so. Oh, absolutely. I definitely but, got that vibe. I feel Especially... like Ryan Johnson likes to do that in his films, though. Like, he likes to <laughs> laugh in your face kind of thing. Yeah, at first I kind of thought this movie was kind of like uh like a satire. 
like what Nick is trying to say, I, I thought like Daniel Craig's, the whole point of Daniel Craig's character was that, you know, is like the whole perspective of his character was like, you don't know if this detective is a genius or if he's an idiot and he's just bumbling his way through the case. And throughout the entire movie, I couldn't tell which one he was. Yeah, I couldn't tell until the end. I was like, is this, what's going on? Like, what's yeah. the point of this guy? <laughs> I was like, I was like, okay, so like, is he, is he a complete fucking moron or like what's going on? And then until the end of the movie and, you know, but I definitely, I can see what you're saying. I could definitely see, um, you know, Ryan Johnson definitely throwing in some satire elements. Um, but I thought like the whole satirical elements and the whole real world aspect of it, like I mentioned before, you know, the whole um, class warfare uh, dynamic that they have going on um, and especially the immigration um like the stance on immigration, uh, like oh my god, that was so like, good. Nailed throughout the film, I thought was absolutely brilliant. Um, you know, with the the family versus Anadarmus's character. I, I, again, I I just think this movie is just so smartly written. I think you, if you just look at the script, I think you could find just so many connections and little things that are foreshadowed and that and things that you could just like nitpick on and have fun with. I mean, I, I I love this movie, and I, I know you guys agree with me. Um, what did you what did, what would you rate it out of five? Out of five, um, I'd probably give it a four out of five. I wouldn't rate it any higher, just because I do feel like a lot of the family members and a lot of this cast wasn't used to its fullest potential. Um, and I mean particularly Jamie Lee Curtis's character um michael shannon's character to an extent um katherine langford and um who was the kid i think it was Jaden martell the kid yeah. from from it you know what i'm talking about yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Right, Jaden martell like yeah they kind of have their places like in the movie they have a few lines but like they don't serve like a bigger purpose it's like the plot of the film and i have to hold that against it just because when you have a a cast of this size to see some actors, which is inevitable. You know, obviously in a film, that's what, like an hour and 50 minutes. I don't even think this movie is two hours. Um, not every character is going to get the same amount of screen time, but I do wish we had seen more of these characters or of certain characters. Cause obviously, you know, Chris Evans is in the movie, a shit ton, Daniel Craig, Lakeith Stanfield and Enna de Armas, but the rest, I mean, they're, I wouldn't even call them secondary characters. Some of them kind of feel like tertiary characters, which kind of sucks because I love Jamie Lee Curtis and I really wish she was in more. But um, I can look past that. But unfortunately, I, like I can't rate this movie higher than like a four out of five, which obviously is still a wonderful. Four or five score. is still like, ridiculous. No, yeah, that's score, still so. an, an incredible score. Like I wouldn't really say there are any. I'd say really there are only like two five out of five films for me at least this year so far that i've seen awesome um nick what did you think if you want to give I, quick thoughts i mean yeah I, I really like uh like the murder mystery genre just because i enjoy watching like satirical stereotypes of people for some reason like i find it funny <laughs> um but yeah I, I like like i said like this movie is very like aware of what it it was super aware that this was a murder mystery and i really enjoyed how it made fun of itself at times or not itself, but it just made fun of the genre. Um, like 
I think this movie shows that Ryan Johnson is a really good director and a really good writer. And it's kind of like, it's kind of a shame that he's doing a trilogy, like a star Wars trilogy, because I kind of don't, don't want to see that. Like, is that still happening? Uh, yeah, that's still happening. So I know the game of Thrones writers once got canceled. Thank God. Yeah. Yeah. So his trilogy is still happening. Like, I think it's kind of, is it is it bad to say that that's a waste of talent? Like that he's just doing Star Wars. I don't know. I don't know. I would love to see his trilogy. I would love to see like a his thoughts like properly stretched out and properly, um, you know, like looked into. I think. Yeah, I think. I think movie, the middle movie is a huge disservice. I hundred percent agree. Like, and it's hard to write a middle movie. Like Empire Strikes Back is like the only one that kind of like gets it right. Um. I yeah, I agree with Steven though. Like I want to see him like if if he's given like you know for the most part full creative control over his Star Wars trilogy, I really really think that it could be something really good. Yeah, but like the way I look at it is okay. Like Knives Out had a forty million dollar budget. Like I I feel like there needs to be more middle tier movies, and this was like a perfect like middle tier movie like there was no cgi there was no like it didn't need like massive explosions and or any superhero characters to bring in like an audience because i'm pretty sure this movie is going to be doing pretty well this weekend so mm -hmm, I can, like i can see this movie doing like well. like i just see it as kind of like i don't know like i i want ryan johnson to be making more films like this i want more movies I like yeah, this to be I get out. where you're coming from. I get where you're coming from, and if if he can work on other movies, I mean, it's gonna be hard. But if he can work on other movies in between, or you know, one thing in between those three films, then I, I'm super excited for that. But like I said, I, I I do want him to work on more of these style of films. Like it's this is like his niche. You know what I mean? Like it's it's it works. Yeah. Yeah. I 100% agree. And basically, the last thing I'd probably say about this movie, which I really enjoyed, were all the props that are in this movie, because I feel like they all served a purpose. Like, yeah, actually, that's actually from the paintings, point. from like the paintings to the knives, the literal knives in the movie. Um, one hundred percent, I agree. Yeah, just all the props. I really there's a enjoyed. lot of there's other props too that I want to get into that um, I don't want to say because it's kind of a spoiler if you haven't seen the film. Um. But yeah, now that you say that, the props are a huge part of this movie, and um, it, it actually like what what Steven said earlier, it does remind you of like of like of, of playing Clue, the board game, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I actually I I didn't realize that until you said that. That's actually a great like aspect of the film. I, I actually really like that Ryan Johnson did that. Um, what would you rate the film out of out of five? Uh, probably like a four out of five. I okay. mean. If it was out of 10, I'd give it an 8. So 8 out of 10. So yeah, 4 out of 5. Yeah, I mean, 4 out of 5 is good. Um, My quick thoughts on it are, I mean, I, I it's in my top 5. It's I think I have it rated number 5 of the year behind, like, uh, Jojo Rabbit, um, Avengers Endgame, uh, Peanut Butter Falcon, Beautiful Day, and Lighthouse. <clears throat> um, It's really good. If you're, I, I love, like, murder mystery films. And this is one of my favorite murder mystery films I've ever seen. Um, like we were saying earlier, I just love how the cast is able to, you know, have fun in this movie. And you can kind of see it like with Daniel Craig's accent and Chris Evans, you know, taking on that dickhead role that he's, you know, done in the past. It's, it's, it's a lot of fun, this movie. And um, 
if you're a fan of the genre, you're a fan of like surprises and and you know detective not, not detective movies, but I, I guess it is a detective movie. Um, if you're a fan of those, that genre, then this is you know a film to go see. I uh I rated it a four point five out of five. Um, so I guess like a nine out of ten if you want to put it in those terms. Um, I really really love this movie, and uh, you know the the cast was just incredible. Like Michael Shannon, like. Like I agree with what Steven said. I wish he had a little bit of a bigger role in the movie, but the role that he did have in this movie, I really enjoyed. I, I think Michael Shannon's a super underrated actor. Oh yeah, definitely. I would love and to see him in the MCU. I honestly had no idea he was in this movie. So I was like, Michael Shannon? What? <laughs> yeah, he played uh like the Uncle Walt or whatever. No, uh, yeah, like I had no idea. Like going into him. this movie, I don't even think I had seen like Oh, the cast. Trailer. I think I might have just seen like a TV spot for this movie. So when I saw all these like actors, I was like, "Oh crap! You're in the movie. You're in the movie. Oh, okay. Here we go." Like, yeah, it's like they they really got like a an all star cast for this. So I, I can really appreciate that because you could tell everyone had fun, man. So I really love this movie. Um, but with that being said, I think we should dig into some spoilers before we finish this review off. Oh yeah, I, I definitely think we need to talk about spoilers. Yeah, there's a lot to be talked about. Okay, so spoilers for Knives Out starting right now. Um, I think probably my favorite running joke in the movie is like the whole family referring to Anna de Armas as like, like her nationality being from yeah, <laughs> yeah. They're like, oh, she's from Ecuador, and then someone's like, oh, you're from Paraguay, right? And then someone else is. Like, brazil and the slums of brazil it's like wait, wait, wait what <laughs> yeah it's like uruguay paraguay ecuadorian and then like oh and, and then uh chris evans at one point's like oh the brazilian girl yeah <laughs> it's like bro this is so fucking hilarious and it's like those running gags are all really funny um but i think it does just like such a great and subtle job at showing the viewers that they really honestly don't give a shit about her and yeah exactly you know they're constantly saying oh we'll take care of you you've been so good um you know to to our grandpa our dad whatever like you know you know we'll take care of you you know your family but throughout the movie you're constantly showing these little things that show you that the family really doesn't care about her and that they're all incredibly self-centered and one of the first things that comes to mind is towards the beginning of the movie when marta walks into the house and jamie lee curtis's character um says hi to her and she's like oh um I'm sorry, like, you know, you couldn't come to the funeral. I really wanted you there, but I was outvoted. Yeah. And I think there's two other times in the film yeah, where she gets two said other that. characters say that to her. Um, Who is it that plays Jamie Lee Curtis's husband? Is it? Uh, it's uh, Michael Shannon. Oh, no, it's, no, uh, it's it was, um, Don Johnson. Don, yeah, Don yeah Johnson. there we go. There we go. Yeah, he says it. And I think maybe Michael Shannon says yeah, it, too. Yeah, it is Michael yeah. Shannon. Um, and I think that coupled with, you know, them constantly getting her, her nationality wrong are such great ways of showing that even though like they say she's part of the family, she'll never really be part of the family. Um, and Mm -hmm. I think really that's, you know, the crux of, you know, the film's narrative. I think that's like the main, uh, like antagonizing factor, you know, for an adult, obviously besides Chris and and whatnot um and really i think that's where the whole immigration sentiment really you know comes into play in this film and especially the whole um like the differences between the two classes like obviously anna de armas's character 
um, you know, she's a nurse. She still lives with her mom. They're not really, they don't really live comfortably. Money, obviously, they're not on the same level financially as the thrombies are. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can definitely, that's really one of the biggest things about the film. And then obviously the whole point of like, you know, the money goes to, you know, who really deserves it and whatnot. Um, but I think really a lot of the underlying themes were just brilliant, quite honestly. I, I thought they were all brilliant. Um, I think the twist with Chris Evans' character being the villain was obvious, but not in the way that it happened. You get me? Yeah, I agree. Like, I, you could kind of... Like, I, I was starting to get uh, the gist of, of him uh, being like the antagonist at like i would say like maybe a little bit past the halfway mark of the film um especially because like it was a lot of uh inconsistencies like with how or consistent or not inconsistent but it was very consistent with what everybody was saying because everyone you know in the beginning of the movie when they're getting interrogated is they're all saying all these different things about each other and the one thing that was very consistent about Chris Evans's character was that he was a dickhead and he's out for him. Like he's only out for himself. And you know how like halfway through the film, he's um, talking to Martha and like being super nice to her and, and trying to help her out. I was like, this is like literally going a, a completely against what everyone has said about him. And now, obviously, like, you know, this could just be a change of heart or that's he just didn't really, really reveal himself, his true self to his family. But. You know what I'm? You know what I'm like? Where I'm trying to go with yeah, this? Like, yeah, yeah. It was like a, a one consistent that like I was like that's that's like a r- already like a red flag right there, mm-hmm. and um that's why I, like that was like one of the things that made me realize like this guy's probably gonna be the one that's like setting it all up. Yeah, like I was definitely expecting him to be the villain, but I wasn't expecting Anna de Armas like the whole twist of Anna de Armas, you know, like, yeah, killing or thinking that she killed. Uh, uh, Christopher Plummer's character, like I was, that was not crazy. Expecting I, that. I, I didn't think that was real. I thought that was her just telling like the story, and I was kind of like, is this like the real story? Like, did this actually happen? <laughs> I honestly saw it. We kind of said it earlier, but I really, really, really loved that they revealed that entire scene like twenty five minutes into the movie. I found that super surprising. Yeah. I was, like, it was oh, super surprising, okay. but it worked. Like, yeah, it worked so well. hard to do something like that, but it worked completely and. It like it kept kept you on the edge of your seat the entire film after that. Yeah. Um. Did you guys notice at the end of like, speaking of like Daniel Craig's accent, like at the end of the film, like when he finally gets caught, Chris Evans is like, "Could you please stop talking in that stupid like Kentucky <laughs> like draw accent?" He's like, "It's so annoying," and I was just like, "Well, I mean, I think that's the whole point." Like, like, like this movie was very. I guess met. I don't know if meta is the term. Like it was. They point, like it they was. point out his stupid accent. The one of the cops. Um, like one of like I don't even know his name. I don't even know if he has a name in the film that he's always referencing. Like, oh, it was like in this book and this murder mystery. It's just like, oh, yeah. It's like, all right, guy, we get it. <laughs> <laughs> um, Trooper um, Wagner. That was his name. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean. So- the, yeah, the main thing I wanted to talk about was the whole like Anadarmus twist, really, that happens like 25 minutes in. Um, that's what I was alluding to like earlier on when I was talking. Um, that 100% really took me by surprise. I was not expecting for the film to go in that direction, but I think 
it, it was like watching a game of Clue in reverse. You know, yeah. like we kind of think, obviously, we don't have all the information, but we think we have most of the information. Um, we know who, you know, killed um, Christopher Plummer's character, Harlan. Now the whole film kind of revolves around, does Daniel Craig's character know? Does the family find out? Like, how does um, Anna Darmus's character, you know, kind of, you know, Move overcome... Forward. Yeah, how does she overcome this situation that she's in? Because we literally have everyone else potentially going against her until, you know, certain things happen. Uh, Like, freaking Chris Evans' character actually, like, planting everything and being the orchestrator of all that shit. Um, Which I can really appreciate that. It was pretty refreshing seeing, you know, like a, a murder mystery film, you know, done this way. And I think the payoff with the fake knife at the very end of the movie, um, I thought was pretty dumb at first until uh, one of the friends that we were watching this with, I think it was, I think it was that gets Iggy. mentioned. There's a there's a mention of that earlier in the film. Yeah, he mentions. I think Brianna uh, has mentioned that. Uh, he mentions it to to he mentions it, character. Yeah, when they're talking, when when they're up like playing that game, and he's talking, he pulls out a knife and he like makes a real knife or a fake knife or like a stage prop or something like that yeah, yeah. and i think he he said something about like ransom uh not knowing like a fake knife from a real knife yeah like i think he mentions ransom by name as well. and then at the mm. end of the movie ransom grabs the one fake knife out of literally like a hundred <laughs> fake knives no. and, yeah. and um there's also like a lot of at least like with the whole knife like circle thing that they have in the room you know what i'm yeah, talking about yeah that game of it thrones like me, chair yeah, it reminded me of game of thrones a lot you know like the with the iron throne and all that shit yeah it actually does look like that like i i thought like that was like a i don't know if it was intentional or not but like every time there was a character sitting in front of it like i immediately thought game of thrones hmm, i wonder yeah. if that was Unfo- unfortunately <laughs> i wonder i mean what, what's that what what's game of thrones uh, it's the first book in uh, A Song of Ice and Fire. It's really good. Oh, they should make, gotcha. a, they should make gotcha. a TV show one day. Yeah, I think I played a mod of that on Crusader Kings too. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> um. Also, I thought the whole stick of Ana de Armas like throwing up when lying. I thought that was gonna be really dumb. But I it was pretty clever. I I I didn't. I don't know. I, I found it at that first. That was too like what? on the nose of yeah. Yeah, I hated that first, but like you know, seeing the, the the way they kind of you know used it after the the first couple of times, I was like, okay, I can get past that. Um, one thing that like like that I didn't like in the movie until they bring it up was um as soon as they're revealing how um Christopher Plummer's character died, um, and you see that she injected him with uh with a hundred milligrams of morphine or whatever. Um, the first thing that popped in my mind was if they do an autopsy, like she is fucked. Like they are going to see that he was like his his blood work and all is going to be show that he was injected with 100 milligrams of, of morphine. So, which is a shit ton of morphine. Yeah, which <laughs> yeah. Actually, I was like, that's I was a reading lot. online. I was reading online. Now, like they were saying, like cause in the movie, she's like, oh, like you only have 10 minutes and then you're gonna drop dead. Like people online were like, no, like if you're in the medical field, like that's like two minutes and then you're gonna drop dead. Yeah, and that's um, a shit ton of morphine. Yeah, but um, 
so that's the first thing that popped in my head and then i was like bro like like as the movie started like was progressing i was like they're not going to talk about that at all like she's so fucked at that if that happens which i would imagine like they, they would do some type of you know work on him and finally like that's actually a huge part of like the third act of the film and um so i, I liked how they brought that back and one thing that i can actually appreciate too which I, you know like knowing a lot of people in the medical field and all that stuff is um Damn, how... all right we get it <laughs> Jeez, man. no um how they say how because you know how like the stickers and all that stuff was all fucked up and they're like oh like a true like a really good nurse will know like the uh, how, just how, by looking at it, she'll know which one. Or like it. just the feel of it, you know, what I mean? like the liquid. Like it's it, the the both liquids are are, are very different. Like they mm-hmm. they both have different like volumes and whatever. Like a true nurse will know, like without even having to look, what, yeah. which one's which. And I like how they kind of bring that up because that that is a thing, you know, amongst you know people in the medical field. So that was a pretty cool touch to the movie too. Um, the movie does a lot of good things, man. I I, I really really enjoyed it. Yeah, it, it's a great film. Um. Like I said earlier, it's in my top five of the year. I don't know if it's going to stay there. Um, but just because like my top five is really solid right now at the moment, I don't see realistically at least my top three, I don't see falling out of it. Um, Irishman could make that top uh, yeah, five. Yeah, Irishman could. Def- that's probably like the one film I could see that'll probably sneak into my top five unless like Uncut Gems is just fantastic which i'm sure it will be adam sandler's first best picture oscar or best actor is it his first has he ever won an oscar i don't know if he's won an oscar but i think he's been nominated was he not nominated for punch drunk love i don't know but i think he was nominated for punch drunk love but i'm not 100 percent sure um wait wait are we done talking about knives out I mean, I mean, I have nothing else to say about. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, that's pretty much it for me. It's a pr- yeah, I guess the last thing I just have to say is, is like, Ryan Johnson's a really good writer. He is a fantastic <laughs> like, writer. Like all the details, like a lot of the dialogue, like there wasn't any meaningless dialogue in this film. Like, yep. and everything that was said ended up leading to something, or just it, yeah, it's it's very. He's a smart. Very smart it was, writer. It was like it was like you were writing, like you were watching like a book come to life. You get what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. little, the, the smallest details that he added in this movie were were so incredible. It's just crazy to think that this is only his what? Like this is his fourth film that he's made, like feature film. So yeah, I think so. Like it's just weird. Like why hasn't this guy been making movies? What the now, hell? Now I, I really hope he makes more movies like this, man. It's it's I'm super excited for the future of Ryan Johnson. And it's funny because a year ago or two years ago, you know, if someone says this after Star Wars or no, no one would have said that after Star Wars. Everyone gave him so much shit because of Star Wars. But I mean, I'm, had I'm this movie flopped? Like, oh, yeah. It would have been over for him, basically. So, yeah, Wait. it's not going to flop, though. Wait. I think the report just came out. Like the movie, the report. You know which movie I'm talking about? Um, I can't the one with Adam, the one with Adam Driver about the um, the post 9/11 uh detention and interrogation. Oh program. yeah, 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 yeah. That movie just dropped and I I've heard nothing about it. 
That was I'm such so a random crazy. interjection, but yeah. <laughs> I literally, I literally, well, speaking of Adam Driver, I actually want to see that movie. Marriage um, Story, yeah. Yes. Fucking amazing. Yeah, I'm actually really excited for that. It's going to be a Netflix movie, right? Uh, Yes, it is. I think it comes out uh, beginning of December. Awesome. I'm actually super excited and for that. I mean, Netflix is on fire this year. And this is coming from someone who hates the Netflix original movies. I mean, well, Netflix is kind of like, oh, crap. We actually have to start doing a good job now. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> so, like, wait, is this like the fourth episode in a row that we've brought up Adam Driver? It might be. I think we just need to rename the podcast like to the Adam, Adam Driver. Driver. Yeah. <laughs> Um, okay, so I'm going to completely change the topic real quick because I just saw a news report that came out a couple of hours ago. Johnny Depp to make a Michael Jackson musical from perspective of his glove. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Bro, what the fuck? What a weird guy. What and he's from around hell? here, too. Is he really? Yeah, he's, uh, he was raised in Miramar, Florida. What? Yes, he went no to Miramar way. High. Yep. No way. I yep. didn't know that. Yeah. That's I have a, fucking crazy. I had a teacher that um in high school that was like, yeah, I knew him like I I went to high school with him. Like I knew I, I talked to him maybe like once or twice, um, whatever. And then he went on to do his own thing. No one ever heard of him for years, and then all of a sudden, boom, Johnny Depp. And um and then I was like, when she's telling us the story in high school, where everyone was like, Wait, what are you talking about? There's no way. And then we all Googled it, and we're like, Holy shit, this guy, like, you go Wikipedia, it literally says, yeah, like, he, he went to Miramar High School. Oh, wow. That's yeah. That's crazy. I didn't know that. Yeah, he's actually from here. It's wild. I don't think he was born here, but he was, like, raised here. Mm, interesting. Well, <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty much done talking about Knives Out. I, I pretty much said everything I wanted to say. What about you guys? Yeah, I, I said everything. I, fantastic movie, like, 100%. If you're still listening to this with the spoilers, I still recommend going to watch this movie and, and, and witnessing it yourself. Yeah, absolutely. I, I 100% agree with John. If you like murder mystery movies, if you like Clue, um, if you like Daniel Craig, if you just like smart movies in general, uh, I would definitely 100% recommend uh, Knives Out. So it's, it's a fun time. I don't think you'll... It's, it's easily the most fun movie I've watched this year. Really? I don't know if I, I don't know if I'd say that. I mean, I've I'm not a fan of any of the films this year that have come out. So, well, if you're if we're including like Avengers, like I don't think that that'll top Avengers. I've never had more fun in my life than watching that film. I yeah, I, I would have oh. to give Avengers that. I would have to give Avengers. But that. Knives Out is up there. Knives Out yeah, is definitely yeah. up there. I'd say I'd say Knives Out is, I'd say Knives Out is probably right after like Rocket Man for me, which is like right after Avengers Endgame. Rocket Man is still was that high for you still? I love Rocket. Rocket Man. Yeah, I have that probably, in my top ten. That's yeah, a that, great movie. That'll probably finish in my top ten. I love Rocket Man. It will probably finish in my top ten, but like near the end of my top ten. No, yeah, yeah. It'll probably be like towards the tail end of mine. But I mean, that it, that's over films like Ad Astra, um, Ford versus Ferrari, which I love. But I just I love Rocket Man. Um, well, I think that pretty much wraps up this week's episode. Um. Stay tuned next week. We have a, another good episode coming out next week. I know we haven't talked about The Mandalorian. Um, Great show. I, I think we're going to wait. I still need to watch episode four. Me too, actually. Um, I think we're going to wait a little bit on that and just talk about a shit ton of those episodes all at once. Um, but next week, we're going to be talking about The Irishman. 
um, a beautiful day in the neighborhood, um, and some other films that will maybe Twenty One Bridges, maybe Twenty One Bridges, maybe Maybe. Peanut Butter Falcon. Um, Actually, definitely the report. I'm definitely gonna watch the report. Um, Is that like a? Is that on a streaming service? Yeah, it's on Amazon Prime. Oh, okay, cool. I'll watch that. So uh, stay tuned. And uh, Nick, it was great to have you back, man. Hopefully, uh, you come back soon. I mean, hopefully we could do Star Wars because we'll phone you, you know. in, bro. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm super phone down me for in. That. I'll, I'll give my opinion on the road. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm actually leaving that same day, but my flight's at night. So if we could do it like sometime, okay, like during bro, the afternoon, we get it. We get it. What the <laughs> hell? Like five times. Jesus, dude! I'm like, just come saying, on. We can get it during the afternoon. Is this the guy that replaced me? This guy? Jesus <laughs> what Christ, the hell? dude! Jesus Christ! I, I quit, bro. I quit. <laughs> you can take your job back. Um. <laughs> Jesus, man. You get it. Your medical field. <laughs> your flight. Okay, dude. We get it. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, shit. All right, guys. Catch you next week.